Good evening, folks, and welcome back to South of the Cheddar Curtain. It's your boy, Jevin Hine. Sitting across from me, as always, is Mr. Lucas Mueller. Please say hello to the folks, sir. Hello, folks. Guys, we're back for another episode, and if we would have recorded this show a couple days ago, it would be a, a much different episode. That is very true. A couple hours ago, almost. Yeah. If we would have recorded like six in the morning, it would have been a much different episode. <laughs> So we got this big elephant in the room. It's it's making a stink. It's making some noise. So let's just get it out of the way. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, hmm. as I refer to him, Jesus of the Green Bay Packers, has <laughs> tested positive for COVID-19. Yep. Which in and of itself is it's disappointing. It's a little shattering, right? Because obviously he can't play this weekend. At least. I mean, I, I was seeing he was the first day he can come, can come back. It's like next Saturday. So, at least this week. So, on the show before, we've talked about this whole COVID thing, and Luke's had to rein me in a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a nurse, I have my opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've seen what COVID can do firsthand, so I'm hoping it isn't it isn't that bad to Aaron. I'm hoping he makes it through okay. Right. Same, same thing we said last time, right? First and foremost, these are people, not players. So, mm-hmm. oh, hoping for the best, hoping that he's all right, asymptomatic, that kind of thing. So I didn't love hearing that he tested positive, right? But then reports came out, or I guess, you know, people sort of tracked back and realized that during training camp, Aaron said that he was, what was the term, Luke? Immunized. Immunized. Essentially implying, though, that he was vaccinated for COVID. He made some sort of comment on, I think it was, oh, I'm immunized, but I'm not going to judge guys that aren't. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how he sort of backtracks that. I've seen one of the other guys who covered the Packers, Aaron Nagler. He said Rogers might be like, oh, I meant that I was talking about like immunized when I was a kid, so I didn't lie. Um, but either way, that's where my issue is with this. Obviously, you know, I wouldn't don't love if he isn't vaccinated for his own safety. But the part that really upsets me and disappoints me is that he went and lied about it. At least that's the information we have now. At the very least, he was misleading. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And and I'm with you. That's definitely disappointing. And we can get into it a little bit here. There's different protocols, right, for the players if they are or are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Things like, do you have to wear a mask on the sidelines? Do you have to wear a mask during your press conferences? That kind of thing. And he has not this entire time. You know what? Very good point. I didn't even think about that. So that implies that the team, the NFL, was at least playing along with him being vaccinated, right? Because they didn't. He wasn't held to the standard of unvaccinated players. Who knows exactly if anything will come of that? But just a just a little tidbit there. Something you said. We talked about last week about the human aspect of it, right? During COVID, we've all had to make our personal decisions about who we feel comfortable right. spending our time with, mm-hmm. right? Some people make that decision, you know, on what you do for a job. Like, I know some people during COVID didn't want to see me at all because I'm a nurse. I, I get it. Okay. Right. But now some people are making that decision on vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And you got to wonder if there were people in Aaron's life or, you know, Aaron's extended family who, well, I guess not his family because they don't get along, but people who spent time with Aaron 
who were under the assumption that he was vaccinated. And I know if I was them, I would, I would definitely have a diminished sense of trust, trust with that man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very good point. And also I believe he was at a party with a bunch of other Packer players this past weekend, right? Him and big dog were buddy, buddy in a picture for Halloween. Yeah. Which love both their costumes. Fantastic. Fantastic. But nevertheless, right. A big part of me is holding my breath because we don't know if other players are going to pop positive. Right. That could come tomorrow. We may find out that there's another couple of people. Hopefully not. Obviously, at this point, it is just Aaron and then our boy, Kurt Benkert, the legend that is Kurt Benkert. Um, great hair, great personality. Love him. I believe he was vaccinated. Uh, I think he put on social media when he got vaccinated, his side effects and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, he had a breakthrough case, but we'll get into this a little bit later. Two out of our three quarterbacks have COVID. Obviously, Kurt Benker is on the practice squad, all that good stuff. But that being said, we have one left that we hope is not positive. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood because, I mean, you think about the close proximity contacts and whatnot, and I don't know the exact protocol. Right. I, like we said, it's much more lenient if you are vaccinated, and I from what I've been able to gather, I do believe that Mr. Jordan Love is vaccinated, so that should help our cause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a game last year where the Denver Broncos had to play a wide receiver, a quarterback. They did. It was glorious. I think he threw more interceptions than completed oh, yeah. passes. It was terrible, but I watched it and was fascinated by it. I think it'd be Randall Cobb for us. I just don't want to say that. I mean, honestly, I kind of do. But... <laughs> Randall Cobb with A.J. Dillon on one side, Aaron Jones on the other side, Devontae Adams out wide, and just a bunch of linemen. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's a fun concept. I don't think it would go well. <laughs> no, of course it was. Hey, Casey's run defense is pretty bad. We'll get into that, but that may be our best shot. So one more thing to hit on from this self in the room. Yep. And this is a thought courtesy of Luke. So once I texted Luke about, oh my God, Rogers is positive. Should we even do the podcast? I'm going to be so sad. Yada, yada, yada. First thing Luke said well, was, well, it's obvious that Mr. Rogers doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to leapfrog off yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And if the reports are true that Mr. Love is vaccinated. Well, then clearly he does, right? Then clearly he does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for the rest of the show, we're not going to be talking about hate. We're going to be talking about love. I like that. I like that. Clearly, he is one of our dozen listeners. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Shoe elephant, don't bother us. I don't know if you guys heard. We were playing a 7-0 Arizona Cardinals team who everybody picked to beat us, including, I know I certainly did. Yeah, I did not really expect to win there, honestly. That was uh, it was quite the the nitty gritty game. Yeah, I loved seeing that. That was not um, really the team we saw, or the wins we saw last year. We've talked in weeks past about how this year is a little different. I mean, we're not as flashy as we have been. Different ways to win. I mean, we ran the ball thirty four times. That was incredible. The run game won us the game, essentially on offense. Rogers looked good. Not spectacular. Made a couple plays when we needed to, but outside of that, 184 yards. Not a huge game, right? Like people are coming into this really expecting 
offense versus offense. It's going to be an incredible shootout. Kyler Murray, MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers, reigning MVP. This is going to be amazing, right? Now, some of that got tempered when we lost our three top wide receivers. Um, That was a problem. But I think this is another game that really goes to show how well Rodgers and LaFleur work together. Great game plan to make the most out of what we had available. So I'm really proud to see that really gritty win. This is the kind of game that you have to win no matter what. So great to see huge dividends for playoff potential here, um, seeding-wise. But I loved it. I mean, it was a crazy game. I think it put the NFL on notice, too. I mean, Cardinals were without a doubt. I mean, everyone's poll, top three team in the NFL. Packers limp in, like you said, without our top three receivers. Jair is still out. Zedaris is still out. I could... Bakhtiari is still out. Josh Myers is still out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we just found ways to win. I mean, we had guys... Jawan Winfrey, right? This guy we talked about having opportunities. Potential Jeff Janis. Potential Jeff Janis. Four catches, 30 yards. We went to him a couple times in the first quarter, and he was he was solid. Yeah. I felt confident in him getting the ball. EQ, I think two weeks ago, we said that you know we were on even keel after I had some misgivings about him earlier. Yep. yep. Was it in the first half and a fourth down? Like a fourth and two or three in the red zone? We went for it. He yeah. hit EQ, and there wasn't a doubt. Right. He caught it, gave a guy a shoulder. Also good in the running game and the block- blocking. Yeah. He looked really good. He did. I said earlier, nitty gritty. This game had a real physicality standpoint. It did. On both ends. And I want to really highlight my boy, Mr. A.J. Dillon. (laughs) He had a great game. He had a great game. There was a fourth down run, fourth and one, where I think it was Jordan Hicks, who's a good linebacker. Very. Has him wrapped up in the backfield. And A.J. Dillon just refuses to go down. Just shows his superhuman strength. Those giant tree trunk quads powered him through. You're not pushing him back. No, no. He's he's definitely a guy that will always fall forward. I think he showed a, a few other elements of his game, right? Yeah. You think tree trunk. You think running people over. He was shifty, man. There was a couple off-tackle plays where like, the play was designed to go like a swing to the right, and then he just jukes back and gets mm-hmm. a few yards to the left. Good vision, nice cuts. Yeah, he he looked great. I mean, he looked better than Aaron Jones from a running standpoint in this game. And I love that we have that versatility and that we've been showing that off. We've Not only do we have a good run game, right? We could have two, three different looking run games, mm-hmm. given our variety of, of running back talent. So that that's awesome to see and will only help us going forward. Yeah, you have to keep the defense guessing. We also finally got... The uh, Amari Rogers on it was like a reverse, yeah, wide receiver reverse. Which so Luke and I actually watched the first half of this game together, and we I did. say I I saw it coming. I want to say it was Josiah and maybe EQ out blocking, but yeah. they were killing it. Mm-hmm. This was the most we've seen on a Josiah as well, and the boy can actually block. Yeah, yeah, he can, he can. Uh, another Jeff Janis candidate. Uh, spoiler alert: If you listen to last episode. He did have a play over 10 yards. So uh, maybe by default he becomes the next Jeff Chance. Honestly, I don't love that, but we'll see. We'll see where we go. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Yeah. He had a play over 10 yards. Yeah. So he was Jeff Janice. 
that 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 was the deal, was it not? I mean, it kind of was, um, and I don't want to retract on on my word here. However, he had two catches for twenty yards. Not exactly the Jeff Jams performance we were looking for. But with the rules we set up beforehand, he was still Jeff Janis. All right, I'm trying to jump on the Josiah train. And we're going to have to. Bum, 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 bum. (laughs) Not sure we need to to get into this quite this early. But yeah, yeah, the Big Bob looked great, right? He had that beautiful catch on the seam. And then that was it. I think we should take a, a moment here for a moment of silence for Big Bob and also Kylan Hill. That one was kind of his own fault. but Was it? I mean, he shouldn't have taken it out. He was too deep in the end zone. The There's boy's no reason. got heart. Listen. He got hit at like the nine-yard line. What are you doing? This game was all about opportunities, Luke. He saw an opportunity to run it back to the house. Did and he then, succeed? No. And then he lost his opportunity to play the rest of the year as a result. Touche. Touche. I got to say, when I saw Big Bob get hit, I felt like I knew, you know? Like it yeah, just, yeah, you it could was, tell. It was right to the knee. You could tell. Oh, Honestly, no. I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of the year. What am I going to do without Big Bob? You know, I He's think, my guy. I know. He's your guy. He's like my guy of guys. That he is. You know, someone really nice to you got, his, got you his jersey, I think. Yeah, and I was wearing it when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, you can never wear another Packers jersey during a game. Apparently not. I, I have to only wear that one. Thank you very much for the for the jersey. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, my man, I got you. McHenry Zone. Maybe McHenry. the last time we bring it up. McHenry Zone. Big Bob Tunyon. Great game. Listen. Will be missed. He's gonna help coach from the sideline. He's gonna help Josiah and Daphne. Him and Big Dog are gonna help those guys step up without a doubt. I mean, I hope so. Also, we keep it's contract here. It's not great. We'll get into that later. But, we'll get into that later. But yeah, so I think we would also be remiss if we did not talk about primarily the defense, right? Like the offense looked good. Good run game. Okay passing game about what you would expect. The best you could expect for realistically under the circumstances. Aaron Jones had a great game out of the backfield. Um, receiving. But the defense is, I believe, where we really won this game. I got to give credit to your boy, Dean Lowry. I rewatched that. Dean Lowry, man. That what, first play, the second uh, half. What about Dean Lowry? He's from somewhere in Illinois. I don't, I don't Rockford know. Rockford Zone, Dean Lowry. Rockford Zone. There you go. You want to say it again since now Big Bob is gone? I do. I'm, I'm going to have to latch on to Dean Lowry like I latched on to Big Bob. Rockford Zone, Dean Lowry making splash plays. Not just being a guy out there anymore. Mm-hmm. He's making splash plays every week at this point. On that sack, he literally just, just pushed the lineman right into Kyler Murray. Have you seen the the quote? I think it's from Kenny Clark, where it talked about like Dean Lowry had no clue how strong Dean Lowry was. Like he's the strongest guy in the field. That's all he's got to do. Yeah, I don't know how as a large defensive lineman, you wouldn't think that just the bull rush should be a move you should try to like your third year in the league. Right, you would think that would be your go-to, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, Joe Barry's done wonders with some of these guys or position coaches, whatever it is. But we've seen resurgences from some guys that we thought were just just players. Just bodies. Literally just bodies out there. And now we're getting, like we said, a player or two from each of these guys every yeah. single week. I mean, Dean Lowry, killing it. Killing it. 
On the the one play I did want to bring up was in the first quarter, that first Cardinals drive where they scored. I think it was Preston was like right in the face of Kyler Murray, right where he, where he just chucks it up. Oh, you know mm-hmm. Hopkins is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Again, big play, set up a touchdown. Yep. Sort of like the the Jalen Smith almost sack. What was it? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. R.I.P. Jalen Smith hype train. Yeah, I miss miss Jalen Smith already. <laughs> Still prefer you over Ty Summers. Uh, um, apparently the Packers don't. Yeah, well, we can disagree on some things. It's okay. But there's just been a few times here where on defense, we are so close. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, even in that coverage, though, I mean, Stokes, Stokes was right there, and that Hopkins, like, look off. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. We've talked about this. There's yep. going to be times where Stokes get gets burned, but he didn't get burned for a touchdown. Well, I think that's the thing. We've talked about it before, right? Like Stokes, even when he gets burned, he doesn't get burned. He's always there. He's always kind of in the way. Even even on the deep ball uh, last week, two weeks ago at this point, the scary Terry, right? Like he was right there mm-hmm. to make the play. The touchdown wasn't because he got burned. He just didn't get his hands up. Uh, and even on that play to D-hop, similar, he's there. He gets a little lost, but he's there. The distinction is he gets burned he doesn't get killed. Yeah, and he catches back up. Exactly. He, and he makes the tackle most of the time. He ain't dead on the play. He catches no. up, he finishes, and then, just like Coach Donnelly would always say, just make him snap the ball again. That's that's the key, right? Make him do it again. It's hard to have perfection play in and play out. You don't know what could happen. There could be a missed assignment. Your pass rusher you know, could have a good rush. Yep. Your wide receiver could not look for the ball, and it could be a game oh ceiling interception. Who probably buried the lead on that Arizona game with that? My lord, was that wild at the end? Also, what's more wild though with that play? We're jumping the gun a little bit, folks. I know we're jumping around. It's been an emotional day. It has been. It but has been. What's more wild on that play? The fact that AJ Green like doesn't look for the ball, thinking like did he's run blocking, or Razul's like. Tip to self interception. That like one hand tip catch immediate turn wave goodbye. Toe tap. Love it. But can you think of a more poetic ending? If you remember, folks, you probably don't because there are very few people that are obsessed with the Packers like Luke and I are. We picked up Rosal Douglas from the Cardinals practice squad. We did. We did. So you got to love that for him. Yeah, absolutely beautiful right there. Love it. And he's been great for us every week. Um, so it was awesome to see him really be able to stand out on that on that play and make the game-winning play. Like you said, against his kind of former team for counting practice squad. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. And what what a finish. I mean, we should have won that game like two other times. Yeah, uh, the box score definitely lies. We we controlled that game. We did. And if we just don't forget that we have a man with two tree trunks for legs at the one-yard <laughs> line, we probably put that game away a lot earlier and don't have to deal with these crazy heroics in the end zone. But I'll take it anyways. Think about all these barn burners that we've had, though. And most years past, we lose all of them, right? Yeah, if you think about even earlier on in Aaron Rodgers' career, right, that was kind of the thing. He had... He couldn't come back and win the game in the fourth quarter overtime. And that wasn't true, right? He would come back pretty much every single time. And then the defense would let up a touchdown or a field goal or whatever immediately following that. Literally happened with Arizona. 
what we talked about last week, the Jeff Janis game, right? That's the epitome of what I'm talking about. And that happened over and over and over to us, right? But you're right. This year, we're closing out those games. And it's awesome that the defense is stepping up and playing a really big part in that. We're not like we were in 2011. It was just like, Aaron, go save us. Like, just go score 40 every single game. We'll be fine. This feels like a team. And in those teams, there was no running game. We, Absolutely not. We had, you know, glimpses of James Starks, right? Yeah. And then we had Ryan Grant, like, you know, 2009, 2010. Ryan Grant, like, two version two the second time. Yeah. But, I mean, like this game, right? We talked about before the show. Aaron didn't throw for 200 yards. Yeah. If if you hear before that Aaron won't throw for 200 yards and we're playing the 7-0 Cardinals, most time you think, oh, there's no way they're getting the win. Absolutely. This defense, this running game, like I'm telling you, it's nitty gritty. This team's got some heart, and I love seeing it. They absolutely do, and I think that's going to play real, real dividends for us down the line. I mean, you have this is something, this is almost a direct quote from Aaron Rodgers earlier. It's like, you have to learn to win. Yes, right? every season. Yeah, he said that. He did, and I think that we have clearly showed that this year. Um, no matter what we're going up against, we're going to find a way to win. Yeah, there's been some fluky stuff that's happened along the way. Five missed field goals. AJ Green just like not knowing what was happening. Uh, but uh, right, Heineke just sitting down on the one yard <laughs> that's line. True. Thank you for that, cousin. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate that. But in most of these circumstances, right, there is someone that has to step up at the end of that, right? So Mason Crosby at the end of that game against the Bengals had to step up, make one. One last time. Rasul Douglas had to capitalize on the A.J. Green. Whatever that was. Confusion, just lost in space. He thought it was a run play. He thought it was going to the other side. Whatever that was. If Rasul Douglas doesn't make that interception, right? We're going to overtime, at the very least. Mm -hmm. Or they run another play. Maybe we lose on that one. So, even though... We seem to be getting a lot of luck and, and gifted some weird situations. We've still had to have someone step up to, to really clinch the game for us. And I love that it's been random people almost. The fact that Rasul Douglas, off the street, essentially, is playing great and won us the game. It's phenomenal. And it's great. Really goes to show the roster churn we're doing as well. Really utilizing all 53 spots. Not just letting random guys, undrafted free agents, be cornerback three and four. You know, so I loved, I love what we're doing, and I love to see this man. This is fun. I like what you're talking about. Mentioning, you know, the roster turnover, having to get contributions from unknown guys when a lot of our starters are out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna transition to this next week's game where we have to start Jordan Love, and there's been some comparisons. To another season that we had. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. Right. So I found a oh, list. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> found a list of all the gentlemen that were placed on the injured reserve. That's going to be fun. During 2010. It is going to be fun, right? To compare to our Patchwork Packers. Patchwork Packers. And I'm yes, glad you remembered the name you made I, up. <laughs> I remembered it this time. All right. Should we go from least significant to most significant? Yeah, let's let's work our way up. All right. Number 16. Okay. I'm glad that you have them ranked. <laughs> Justin Harrell. 
Oh, yeah. He never did anything. Yeah, big draft bust there. I think yeah. he was 16th overall out of Tennessee. Yeah. <sighs> Rough. Number 15, mm-hmm. Josh Bell. Okay. Okay. I think he was only known for giving up a uh, game-winning touchdown to Pittsburgh when we played him in the regular season that year in Pittsburgh. Number 14, don't even remember, Anthony Levine. Anthony Levine. I got nothing. Yeah. And that's bad, guys. If you don't know who they are, <laughs> oof. Uh, 13, Spencer Havener was good for one game. Hey, uh, have you seen that graphic with like all the all the people Aaron Rodgers throwing touchdowns to? I'm sure he's on there. Yeah, he's like halfway up the list somehow. Do you mean is it listed by number of touchdowns yeah. or is it? Yeah, because he had like six touchdowns or something all within like two games anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just fell off the math. Like, yeah. all right, we're done with this. Wasn't he like a linebacker? linebacker converted tight end yeah. yeah yeah we had a spree of that we did turning people from linebackers to offensive pieces we did uh cory hall i believe as well cory hall was yeah yeah all right we also have anthony smith okay brady papinga oh man the storm and mormon storm and mormon marshall newhouse Derek martin brandon chiller mark tauscher oh mark tauscher that was rough so starting well, I guess you have a second-string linebacker, right, who would play in a 3-4 a lot in Chiller. Mm-hmm. Mark Tauscher, starting right tackle. Papinga played. Papinga played, definitely. Uh, Morgan Burnett was getting snaps at safety. Yeah. Mike Neal was coming on at defensive end. Oh, Mike Neal, yeah. Brad Jones. Ooh, Brad Jones. But since Brad Jones went down, then we got the legend that was Frank Zombo. This is, and who doesn't love Frank Zombo? Well said, sir. Since, uh, so, Brad Jones. Mm-hmm. Nick Barnett. Oof. It's like all of our linebackers were on IR that mm-hmm. year. <laughs> that's why we had, oh God, Desmond Bishop. Yeah, that's where he came. Desmond Bishop. Oh, man. Number two, Ryan Grant, mm. running back. That was a problem. That was a I mean, it problem. wasn't a problem because Starks came out of absolutely nowhere. Okay, but Starks came out of nowhere against the Eagles in the playoffs, and then he helped us along the way. Yeah. He was not there for the regular season. Not at all. It was three yards of carry at best, Brandon Jackson, and yep. one and a half yard of carry, John Coon. Solid play. I mean, loved him to death, but he was not effective in the running game. Nope. And the number one player, mm-hmm. which should hopefully give us some solace that we can still finish out the season with where we want to be, mm-hmm. Michael Finley. Oh, yeah. You talk about a blow to the offense. He was a huge piece. We both love Big Bob. Yeah. But Jermichael Finley is much better than Big Bob. I'm sorry. I take offense to that, honestly. <sighs> Not meaning to, sir. Big Bob's great. Big Bob is but great. But if we could survive getting through the loss of Jermichael Finley and all those guys. It's our entire linebacking core. <laughs> just like 2010, we just keep going with the punches. We have yeah. guys that are stepping in. They're stepping up. Yeah. We just got to keep going. So I think this this leads me to a question about Jordan Love. And I enjoyed that. I thank you for that. I really appreciate that little throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only question left then is, will Matt Flynn's record stand after this game? Or is Jordan Love going to come in and take it? Is it 480 and 6? Yeah. Against the Lions? I'm going to say he can't take it. Just uh, for anybody that doesn't know Devin, he is a bigger <laughs> fan of Matt Flynn than anyone in Matt Flynn's family. Uh, I can perch go out there and say that. Number one fan in the world of Matt Flynn is Devin Hine. 
So any Packer fans, or not Packer fans, Packer players, the numerous ones of you that listen to our podcast, if you want to send that to him and you can you know, text me or email me sometime, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So if we roll back to that Matt Flynn game where he went yeah. for 480 and six touchdowns, this was also in the area where we had no running game. Correct. So he was forced. He was. To throw that many times. I expect a heavy dose of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah, we're going to run a ton. We're going to run a ton. But I would also bet that Mr. Jordan Love throws over 300 yards. Ooh, I like that. I'm feeling 303 touchdowns for Jordan Love. That'd be better than pretty much all of Aaron's games, statistically speaking. Anyways, um, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think he could have a he could have a big game. We're not the Chiefs don't have a good defense. Obviously, at this point, their offense looks nothing like it has in the past. Now, of course, that means I'm absolutely terrified of them riding the ship against us. Devin's over here shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> I'm personally scared of that, just because at some point. Patrick Mahomes is going to remember that he's amazing, right? You th- yes. Is it a possibility? Of course. But man, he just they just don't look right. Yeah, that's true though. They just they feel off. They're four and four. This is the worst year of Mahomes' career. Yeah, statistically so far. And they've lost to four good teams. They've beat four bad teams basically. They barely just beat the Giants last week. In Arrowhead, 17 to 20. And I'm pretty positive that Jordan Love is better than Danny Dimes. Even I would say that. With the crap that I've talked about Jordan Love before in the past, my disdain when we drafted him. Right. I have more confidence in Jordan Love than Danny Dimes without Saquon and with no wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think we're better than that. So this game. Yeah. It has me thinking. Mm-hmm. Looking at that 2020 draft, right? Okay. That I was so upset with, with the first three picks, Jordan Love at pick 26, A.J. Dillon at 62, and Josiah DeGuara at 94. We're really going to rely on those three, aren't we, this we week? We really are going to rely on those three, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to see what we have. Yeah, we're going to find out. I think what will be interesting, what I'm really looking forward to, is... Uh, Seeing what we do with Josiah, because he's not a plug-and-play for Big Bob, right? They're different players. We don't have another Big Bob. So, obviously, Mercedes Lewis is essentially a, a glorified tackle at this point. Love him to death. That's basically what he is. An eligible tackle on the play, which is awesome. Josiah is supposed to be Kyle Juszczyk. And he's similar in size to Kyle Juszczyk, right? He's not that big. He's like 6'2". He's not real big, but I think he showed last week he's shiftier than I thought. I would hope so, given that he's not that big. The boy's got some wheels, for sure. So we don't have anybody really to step into Big Bob's shoes. Anybody that's more of that modern tight end, right? Daphne, that's not quite it. Mm, I think we had a we had a week two episode where I was not too kind to Dominique, so we don't have to go back there. But hey, maybe he'll prove me wrong. But do you know what I'm saying? We don't have we don't have that guy currently. So remember when Jermichael went down, Corliss and Donald Lee. All right, and then Tom Crabtree. Tom Crabtree. (laughs) Why do I feel like the 
the closest thing to Tom Crabtree that we have is Dominique Daphne. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, I think that'll be interesting to see just kind of what the offense looks like because it can't look identical. It no. can't. No, we don't have a not. tight end to run the seam route that Big Bob got hurt on. I think they might still try it with Josiah because he's got some speed. He's got some wheels. Granted, he doesn't Maybe. have the height and the physicality right. that Big Bob does, but you can still use his speed. You can still use his speed to move the defense. We'll see. I don't really know what it's going to look like. I'm just hoping he can stay healthy because if he goes down, I love you, big dog, but you're not, you're not <laughs> sneaking away from anybody when you're tight end one, and you're especially not sneaking <laughs> no. away – after that one-handed snag you had. Oh, that I really wish that counted. Whew, that was such a pretty play. That was man, I was going nuts. Um Jay Sternberger got released. Did he now? Yeah. That From, might be someone uh, to keep an eye on. Washington, I believe. I think he was like on their practice squad. There were some rumblings that we might go try to trade for him, but I guess now we won't even have to. Yeah, if he clears waivers, you could just pick him up. At this point, I would not be surprised. Even if he didn't play. Just to have a body that knows the offense, mm-hmm. that could be useful in case something does happen to Daphne or Josiah or Big Dog. Um, just having another body there that that can walk in and at least play, even if he's not nearly what we expected of him. But he would be the closest, honestly, to Big Bob, archetype-wise, right? Similar size, athletic, but we'll see. Just something to keep your eye out for. And I don't think we've replaced the roster spots of. Big Bob or Kylan Hill? Um, no, no, I don't believe so. So, last time I checked, we were at fifty players. Okay, which meant that Devante um, and MVS could come off without having to clear any other space. Although we also we also cut um, Hunter Bradley, the long snapper. Just a FYI. Yeah. So who's going to be long snapping for us now? Uh, we had a guy in the practice squad. He was actually uh, Boho's long snapper at some point in time. Oh, so then not familiarity. Yeah, yeah, he knows him. He knows him. It seems on a couple of those blocks, near blocks we had, that Hunter Bradley was to blame. So Yeah, yeah I've time. read that. Obviously, that's not something that's easy to pick up on just watching. But I, I heard, read some, read some things that kind of mentioned that the snaps were not great. So Boho was having to kind of spin it to get it in the right spot which did not help um so we'll see we'll see right i think this is going to be the jordan love game no matter what happens we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week the media is gonna have a lot to talk about next week if he plays terribly right then oh my god aaron Rodgers gotta be the quarterback we have no other option going into the offseason this guy sucks if he plays great then all that's going to get dragged right back up. What if he plays great and Devontae doesn't play? Because I think his status is still up in the air. Is it not? Uh, yeah, you're you're correct. What if he plays great with just like EQ? I think MVS might be back. And Lazard, I think, is supposed to be back. I mean, not trying to get too ahead of ourselves. We're talking about salary cap implications. Yeah. If we can get by without Aaron and Devontae, which is kind of a blast for me to say. But, come on, tell me that's not a thought in your head. I'm trying really hard to not think about that because it makes me sad, first oh, well, of all. of course. Of 
course. And we're not nearly as good of a team. But, yeah, decisions will have to be made in the offseason. And decisions regarding Devontae and Aaron will have to be made. So this may be a game that kind of shows us what the future is like. We got to compare to, uh, what was that, 2007, right? Favre's last hurrah with the Packers when they were playing the Cowboys, right? super hyped Cowboys. Yeah, yeah in a week. They're always super hyped. Well, back then, I actually thought they were going to be really good. They were really good. They were. This was like a Week Ten matchup. It was. We could have this exact conversation every year, Devin. It was marquee Monday Night Football, and Aaron comes out when Brett goes down in the second quarter, and I didn't didn't like the world on fire, but you know threw for a buck fifty, ran for a touchdown, looked good. He did. He did. And he also didn't have a full week of practice with number one offense and them planning a game plan around him. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Love's going to come out firing. I went and rewatched his preseason. The man slings it. And Dude's got an arm. If you think about it, a lot of these guys, I mean, we'll, we'll see if MVS goes. We'll see if Devontae goes. But, like, EQ, Winfrey, even Lazard. Like, these are the guys that Love practice with and throws mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. the time. So I expect them to be able to get in rhythm quickly. I'm super interested to see what the entire offense is going to look like. I think that's another great test for Lafleur, right? He's shown that pretty much no matter who is in, who is out, he's going to craft, and I think that's the best word for it, a game plan specifically around the talent he has on the field. So I am fascinated to see what this looks like. We saw that against the uh, <clears throat> we saw that against the Cardinals, right? You're down wide receivers. What do you do? You get a little bit more creative. You rely on your run game. You try not to do too much for the guys. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see what this looks like. Obviously, the offense is going to be scaled back a little bit because Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers, but this will be really, really interesting. Like I said, this could be a show us what the future's like. This game could win Matt LaFleur Coach of the Year. I mean, I think he should already be up there. I think the guy gets less credit than he deserves because of Aaron Rodgers, right? But if anything, you should probably get more because anybody that remembers the, la- the end of the McCarthy era, this is a <gasps> different quarterback. You got him to, you're getting to play within the system. His footwork's much better back to how it was when he was a little bit younger. He's less sloppy. I mean, a lot has changed. He should definitely be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Like you said, it's going to be fascinating to see how the offense works. But I feel like. You know, there's obviously the pressure on Matt LaFleur that Rodgers is out, but I just keep going back to, you know, how excited LaFleur was when we drafted Jordan Love and how excited he was when he drafted Josiah. And now it's like, hey, man, these are your guys. These are the guys you were jumping up and down for. They were brought in to fit his system. Show it to me. Right. I want to see it. We're going to see, man. We're going to learn. We're going to see it. (laughs) (laughs) A little scared. We're going to learn real quick. And, uh, yeah, like kind of like we already touched on, I'd really rather not have to figure this out against the Chiefs. That would be that would be ideal. I understand they're not the same as they were, and their defense not great, specifically against the run, but they're still dangerous. I mean, you're still looking at a team with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. It's, oh, man. Defense is going to need to step up. Let me... Uh... Let me give you a different perspective on that real quick. Okay. Yeah, what if he tested positive for the NFC title game? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I Boom, agree. mic drop. 
<laughs> oh. But yeah, it's going to be a hell of a test. I, I honestly, though, part of me likes the matchup because of how bad their defense is. Yeah, no, it's kind of a soft landing spot against the defense. I'm just worried about what if this turns into a shootout. It's going to turn into a shootout. I really don't want it to turn into a shootout. We I'm, thought that last week, to be fair. And the defense really stepped up, really slowed down the Cardinals. So I'm hoping they can do the same. We're going to have to see what we do with Razul Douglas in the back half of our coverage. I think that Eric Stokes, obviously you put him on Tyreek. You have to, right? We went a lot more man than I thought we were going to. Or at least we put Razul on A.J. Green, right? Which physicality-wise makes sense. Yeah. Razul is 6'2". A.J. Green's like 6'4". A.J. Green is not as fast as he once was. Right. Here's the question. Who who do you put Razul Douglas on? You think he's going to stick with McCole Hardman? Razul, I love you, man, but there's no, no. way. Byron Pringle? <laughs> Even he's a burner. He's like 6'3", but no way. And I don't love him on Kelsey either. What else? Yeah, you got Demarcus Robinson. I guess. But he's like their fourth, man. Josh Gordon maybe is out there. Oh, and you God, definitely forgot, don't want to watch Josh Gordon. Playing. I forgot he's back. Again, for like the 12th time. Yeah, they cause some problems. They cause some problems. I, I mean, think it's going to be a shootout. Clyde Edwards, Alaire's still on IR. I'm not sure if that's actually a loss for them. He has, hasn't looked great this year Mm-mm. before getting hurt. So you got Daryl Williams. Mm. Excuse me. And then you got Jarek McKinnon, who seems to be on 12 different teams every year, and all he does is catch passes. And then right. gets hurt. Him and J.D. McKissick. They're the same. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced those are the same people. They were actually just cloned. And- <laughs> <laughs> they were cloned for the sole purpose of annoying fantasy owners. <laughs> oh, gosh. But this, uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill, any 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 game can really burn you. Same with Kelsey. So you just, you don't know. But the defense has stepped up. Looking forward to what they can do. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Joe Barry back, right? We didn't even really talk about that, but their weird little setup they had going on for calling plays. Yeah, I thought defense. that was going to be a shit show. And it was a little. And then LaFleur went over and yelled at him, and then it was fine. After the first drive, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a very good good catch by the cameraman. Right. Shout out to you. But uh, So so we get Joe Barry back, which is good. He's called, honestly, I think, pretty good games. Makes adjustments, which is something we're probably going to need. I didn't even know those were allowed the last couple of years. Adjustments? Yeah. Mike Patton, do you listen to the show? Do you know what an adjustment is? Actually, you know what? No, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. He made adjustments in the NFC title game for the rest of his career. Against the Bucks. he did. For the rest of his career. He did not know what that word meant. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So this will be really interesting. I'm looking forward to it personally. Um, I think we're going to need to get a lot of pressure. Patrick Mahomes has been very careless with the football recently. Yeah, just literally throwing it to everybody. And we've been pretty opportunistic on defense. I think we're going to have to do that again. If we don't pick the ball off at least once, preferably twice, I think we could be in some trouble here. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of his, like, no-look passes, throwing against the body. It's like he's been watching too much of his, like, highlight videos. I don't know what his deal is. But I'm hoping we get this win, obviously, for our team. Yeah. Uh, I think that we've discussed... Off the show, mm-hmm. the actions of Jackson Mahomes. Mm-hmm. When the Washington football team retired Sean Taylor's jersey mm-hmm. and Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Patrick Mahomes, was trouncing all over the little 
um, like jersey spot they had for right. for Sean Taylor. And Sean Taylor is a personal former, like a favorite former player of mine. I know Luke respected his game. Absolutely. So does that add a little fuel to the fire for me to get after Mahomes? Of course it does. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think it. We need him to look like he has the rest of the year. That's what we need. This is not his get right game. It better not be. Because I don't know if we're gonna be able to keep up if it is. I don't I don't want you to be nervous, man. It's too late. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be angry. I don't it's, want hey, you know what I want to focus on, Luke? It's been an emotional day, Devin. I want to focus on love. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. I th- no matter what, like I said, next week we're gonna have a lot to talk about with Jordan Love. Be our real first action of the guy. First career start. Preseason's obviously different. Super excited to see what he looks like, honestly. Nervous, but excited. Like, I want Aaron to stay around for as long as he wants to stay around, but obviously at some point we need, we need to know what this kid looks like. We need to know what he can do. Exactly. Like you said, I mean, if he is outright terrible and then Aaron wants to be gone and there's no way he wants to come back, right, if that happens, yeah. then we need to know that before the draft. Right. I like Kirk Benkert. He's a cool dude. I don't want him as my starting quarterback. <laughs> no. Definitely want him on the team. <laughs> Seems like a riot, but do not want him as a starting quarterback. Absolutely not. So let's hope that we have plenty of Jordan Lo- Jordan Love storylines to talk about. We're talking about how great he played and, oh, what do we do with Aaron Rodgers? Let's let's hope it's that. Let's hope it's that. And we, we get away from this this unfortunate COVID storyline. Yeah. It, and like we said early on, in this episode, it could get worse tomorrow. We don't know, right? We're hoping, knock on wood, right, that that it kind of stays where it's at and we're just down quarterback, two quarterbacks technically. Um, do you know who is going to be our backup? Oh, I guess you didn't see from when you were at work. Yeah. Okay, breaking news. <laughs> South of the Cheddar Curtain podcast host reporter Devin Hine Shares that uh, Mr. Blake Bortles oh, God. has been flown yeah. back in to Green Bay to be our number two quarterback. All right, we're fine. We're fine. We got Everything's fine. <laughs> we got Bortles. We're good. So if Love tests positive, then I'm betting the house on the Packers. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have Blake Bortles. He took a team to the AFC Championship. I have no doubt. And he's the man. Who was his offensive coordinator that year? Oh. Uh, was that um, uh, Nathaniel Hackett? It was Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all coming together. What did they have in Jacksonville that year? Very good running game. What is he they have did. in Green Bay? Very, Very good, good running, running game. game. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's all set up for Blake Burles to come in here and run the table for us. <laughs> is, is that where we're at right now? Like we said, this is an emotional day for us. This is... Uh... <laughs> Going to some weird places this episode. <laughs> you might be worse with that than I am with Matt Flynn, and that's saying something. That's that's fair. That's fair. But I love the backup quarterback energy. We're all we're here for that, man. You have to be. I don't want to be sad about it. <sighs> yeah, honestly, man. This morning I was almost like Luke. We can't we can't do the podcast. Yeah, you literally said podcast ruined. Between, I mean, we were going to be sad for for Tony to begin with, right? That was going to be hard enough. Right. With your obsession with the whole McHenry zone and whatnot. And him it's being not, your boy. It's not an obsession. It's perfectly healthy. It's obs- I didn't say it was unhealthy, but it is an obsession. I think obsessions in general aren't healthy. 
we can come back to this later <laughs> time. However, yeah, I wasn't sure if the show was going to go on, but I'm glad it did. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And we'll see what happens. We will absolutely see what happens. We'll have plenty to talk about. All righty, folks. Packer fans, I know it's going to be a hard week, but we'll get through it together. We're going to get through it together, and we'll be back next week. As always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.